98.3 FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on a gorgeous Saturday morning here in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And uh, we got a good show for you this morning and a few announcements to make. Uh, Greg couldn't be with us this morning, so we... uh, Hope he gets uh, feeling better and can join us again next week. And uh, it's Lanny's birthday. Happy birthday, Lanny! It's ha- it's Hanny. It's Lanny's birthday, and uh, uh, easy he, for you to say. Yeah, he told me that this morning. So, uh, of course, Lanny does our our podcast and our web page, uh, our uh, Budmore Engineering website. He maintains so. Another change we got going, and I, I feel a little out of place. I'm on the other side of the desk here with Alan, and Ronnie's pushing the buttons to get ready for when I won't be here for my daughter's wedding. Well, I'm going to see if it's true that it's like riding a bicycle. Well. Because I haven't run the board in a couple of years now. You ran it once, though, since we had the new one, or, or have it? Not at all? Have not, no. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I still hear uh, um, the opening playing in my headphones. Uh, there you go that's good well we got a good show for you good morning alan good morning perry how you doing doing good you not, been getting a lot of sleep um a little bit of sleep he's been out here he's telling me i'm not used to you being on my list <laughs> <laughs> well uh it won't happen often we'll probably do it again next week but uh we got to get uh ronnie uh acclimated back to this uh i thought you'd run the board one time i guess maybe i'm thinking you run the board just period maybe one time in the last year or so but i didn't know you hadn't uh i don't believe i've run it since uh you haven't we run went it out in... on the pandemic oh okay yeah. all right well you do need a little refresher course then it's the buttons are in the same position they just look a little different and uh but no uh alan was telling me how he's been uh he's been going to the fishing hole a lot lately and uh bringing home them fat envelopes but you didn't used to always did you always go from like seven at night to three in the morning? That sounds like a new schedule. Uh, it's different lake, different schedule. Ah, okay. So, what, what lake you been honoring with your presence? Uh, Foster's Fishing Lake over in Startex. Been there for about sixty years. Earl Foster, As a matter of fact, uh, lived down in Whitney on Cedar Street, so uh, real close to Pearson, where David was raised up. Okay, well, just uh, just a little different place. Is you uh, is the twenty five T getting any closer, or is it taking a back seat to fishing again? It's taking a little bit of back seat right now. <laughs> uh, uh, I was thinking about the opening there. We gonna we might have to change that opening to Allen Hill Cart Fishing, but uh, well, I had had somebody wanted us to do a whole cart fishing show, and uh, I told him we were a racing show. We wouldn't be doing that, but we will. We want to hear how you're doing, and we'll slip in some carp carp fishing when we can. 
Uh, well, let me mention something. All right, you go right ahead, Ronnie. On June 21st, Spartanburg County Sheriff's Department lost an officer in the line of duty, Austin Allrich. And today at Exup Grill, two locations and more, that's it, 290 and 296, Reedville Road and Moore Duncan Highway. And at the Bowling Springs location, Eggs Up Grill, 100% of their profits today will go to the Aldridge family. Mm. And uh, That's a worthy cause. He, he left behind a wife who's expecting a baby mm. and, and a young child. So if you're out and about, please go by the Eggs Up Grill and, and, and help one of our own. If you don't eat, just donate. That's it. You can stop by and, and drop don't. off some money. Well, that's uh, that's a worthy cause. That was just a terrible thing, and uh, you know, I'm not going to get into it too much. I, everybody in my family just about was a cop, yeah. including me. I worked for the sheriff's department at the in the late '70s and early '80s, and uh, I tell you about the worst thing you can do. Now, I won't. I'm not going to get into it too deeply because he was going out there. His wife had been, the way I understand it, to the to the sheriff's department and made a complaint this this the killer the killer and um and he was just going out there to get his side of the story right and knocked on the door and got the killed. guy was laying in wait for him yeah so uh you know that's why he didn't have any backup and all that stuff but it's like i've always said uh we had all kinds of different calls but the worst one you can have is walking up the sidewalk and hearing plates crashing and people screaming i just domestics and, yep and went to one of our prominent neighborhoods in spartanburg it ain't like you going to a rough neighborhood, right? You know, I mean, you went to a you went to a you know, middle class neighborhood. Yes. So uh, I mean, I ain't gonna say you let his guard down or whatever, but you know, sometimes you just well, I'm just gonna walk up. No, you don't. Well, you, you just I don't know if the guy knew he was coming or or did this when he saw the car pulling the the, the cruiser pulling the driveway or what, but uh. Anyway, yeah, you're right. You, you got to be ready for anything, but he wasn't expecting this, obviously. He was just going out to get the other guy's side of the story, from what right. I understand. There might be more to it than that. but That's uh, what I've heard also. I guess the best thing I heard Sheriff Wright say was, I wish that he, I was hoping he wouldn't come out of those woods. Yeah. So, uh, but we'll let, we'll let it go with that. And that's an eggs up grill in, what'd you say? Boiling Springs? Boiling Springs. And it's, the address is more, but it's, at the intersection of 290 and 296, okay. Reval Road, Moore Duncan Highway. Okay. All right. We have a couple of guests today, and at a, our Legends guest at 11 o'clock. I'm telling you what, if, if you have a chance, if you don't have a chance, find time to go on YouTube and look at the Pikes Peak Hill Climb. Um, Ronnie sent me some video from this year where uh, they had a beautiful week to practice and qualify and all that stuff and on the day of the race it was snowing it was foggy um this one japanese guy had this horrendous end over end crash that ronnie sent me the video of but uh our guest is paul dallenbach who actually won his class which is the open wheel class right third at, overall wasn't it? uh well he was 10th overall, overall but he had uh uh no no you uh i gotta get that qualified it had the, they listed the top three finishers and he was third in that list i guess he was the slowest of the first place finishers maybe that's the way it was i, I don't know but on, it's got the list of everybody that finished and he was 10th out of a i don't know 70 or 80 
all different categories, even motorcycles, I think. And, um, and, and you said it correctly to me, those guys are crazy. I mean, it looks like films you've seen from some third world country back in the fifties or even Italy or something. Some of these road races, the Mexican road race, there's people that line in, in some places, both sides of the road, they're running 140 miles an hour through fog on some of these straightaways and there's porta johns and cars parked and it's I within mean, arm's reach I, I don't understand and i'm not gonna well i might ask him i don't know but i'm surprised they let him do this i mean there's got to be some sort of some sort of regulation yeah to for the safety of the public to not let them stand so close or i mean there, there is nothing but one of those orange fences like you see on a construction site like right a, a, they'll call those deer fences or something I'm not sure. Well, anyway, I mean, there's nothing to keep the car from going into the crowd if it goes in there. It's, I mean, it's it's going to be bad. So uh, we're going to have Paul on. He's out in Colorado. So uh, he's uh, the brother of Wally Dallenbach Jr., who we've had on a lot of times and uh, drove for Bud Moore for a while. And he's the son of Wally Dallenbach Sr., who was a IndyCar driver back in the 70s and 80s. Won Pocono, not Pocono. He won the California 500 one year, I think he did ran at indianapolis so anyway paul comes from a racing family and uh in fact his wife is was robin mccall and she even had some winston cup starts back in the uh, 80s but wally will be uh wally paul will be on at 11 o'clock look real forward to talking to to paul dialing back and after paul's uh done at approximately 11 20 we've got a gentleman from the lions club and I'm not going to steal his thunder. I'm going to let him tell you all about it. But he's uh, his name is Jason C. And he's uh, got approval for a project that I'm just kind of involved in. Um, but it, it's something that I think people... People here, Spartanburg especially will uh, love. They are going to love it and, and what they're going to do uh, for um, to raise money and for the Lions Club. And I guess, uh, well, I'll let him tell all about it. Cause I, yeah. I, and listen, if you want to, if you want to see the, uh, end over end crash, we're talking about, if you go to YouTube and type in William and I'm going to spell his last name, He's Japanese, a U Y E U N G. All right. It looks like all Yung. Yeah. You could probably put in Pike's peak crash and get it. Yeah. But uh, but they have so many. You might get one from nineteen uh, ninety nine or something. But yeah, it was a, a horrendous. He walked away. Yeah, he walked away, and uh, and and there's video of him unbuckling and getting out of his car. Yeah, well, they've got angles from uh, there were at least ten cameras mounted on this car because it, it showed different views. Yeah, and uh, so anyway, Pikes Peak. It was held June the twenty sixth. I think it used to always be on the fourth of July. And with the pandemic and everything, uh, it's been moved around. And but this was the 100th Pikes Peak Hill yes. climb, and uh, it's uh, it's just something else to see. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to see it standing from the side of the road, but it's something to see on uh, YouTube. What you laughing about over there, Alan? We got any local stuff going on? Oh yeah, we got a little bit of local stuff going on. All right, but we get into it, and uh, was talking about exciting stuff. Uh, did you see the hot dog eating contest? I can't watch that. <laughs> I can't either. It makes me sick. <laughs> there's, a, there's a guy stood up in front of Joey Chestnut. He he body slams him off the stage and still eating hot dogs and still says, and still beats him by 20 hot dogs. 
Well, that might be worth looking up. That's, that's <laughs> what you need to look up. You need to look up some guy. You mean stay, the guy was he, uh, Joey Chestnut was? He eat, wins it every he, year. Yes, he's he's in his competition of eating hot dogs. Yeah, and the guy that's uh, complained about them eating, I guess all beef wieners or something like that. He's jumped up in front of him with a mask on, holding up uh, a sign about I guess about saving animals and stuff like that. Well, Joey just reaches up there with his right arm and and neck braces him and body slams him behind him and still eating hot dogs at the same time <laughs> that's <laughs> dedication one of these Peter guys or something yes that's oh, it oh Peter! i'll tell you what that's that's one of my highlights was watching <laughs> over the fourth of july peter's trying to do away with the gamecocks at one time because they're fighting roosters glorifying yes. the yeah yeah okay well i'm uh i'm not a big fan of Peter. um we're not gonna get political on that either but i tell you what i'm all I am all for the treat, kind treatment of animals because I got enough of them at my house. And uh, but you know, but I like a good burger too. Yes, I do. I do too. In fact, I'm all. Uh, I don't. Are they against fish too? I I don't. They know. come in after you. Oh no! <laughs> I release. I release mine. Oh, do you? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, you're on the. Well, you're like you're like Hannah. She she catches them and lets them go. I fished the other night. My brother, I got up on Monday, Monday morning and uh, went to the grocery store. And uh, brother texted me. He said, "How'd you do last night?" I sent him that list of Publix grocery list. Uh-huh. He said, "Oh, you won some last night." I said, <laughs> "Yep, gonna get to eat this week." Well, I, do, you, do you ever have any time to do any electrician work? No. <laughs> oh tuesday was the 5th of july had a thunderstorm roll through finally at my house i've been watching them skirt me from the downtown yeah. side and the cow pen yeah. side but i got one luckily i wouldn't normally say this it knocked the power out so i got to use my new generator and it worked like a charm and scotty if you're listening i'm so glad i had you come out there and give me a refresher course on it because i fired that thing up and it worked great there you go so uh that was uh i knew i was gonna need it one of these days my in fact my wife and i were sitting outside watching the storm roll through and uh heard my neighbor's generator now she's got one of these All the nine thousand dollar generax or something yeah. Yeah. and it kicked on and i said well, what's going on and i opened the back door and all the lights in my house were out you know <laughs> right right there where you come in the back door and i went well we're gonna need it so uh i decided to fire it up before it got dark because it was getting ready i didn't want to do it in the dark and when it because it wasn't even raining yet then we lost power but uh yeah that thing worked great i feel it's like a it's like having a safety net yep okay well let's take our first break and come back and uh we'll get ronnie to dial up deb williams and find out about the racing last week with a first time winner yes a first time winner last week so we'll be right back you're listening to start your engines on fox sports spartanburg Start your engines. We'll be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Big selection. All great. Better deals. Come and get it at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway. No payment for 45 or even the first 90 days at Impex Pre-Owned. Come check out the best selection of pre-owned vehicles and test drive your next ride today. Ask about our first-time buyers program. Hurry on over to Impex Pre-Owned, 8989 Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs. We can get you driving no matter what. 
Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, plant day. Seventy years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, plant day. Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a plant day? Call it. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. The attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who was recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit the carolinalawgroup.com. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Deb Williams is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to Deb. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. Good morning, Deb. Good morning. How are you doing? Doing great. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. But you wanted to go to Atlanta, didn't you? I did, but once again, the just like Nashville, the person I was going with, um, when I was going to Nashville, it was her boyfriend that tested positive for COVID, and this time she tested positive for COVID. Unbelievable. So. You've, and you've had it yourself, so you've had yeah, – that's yeah, been an yeah. obstacle to you the whole whole time just about. Well, it took me the whole month of June to get back to 100%. I tested positive June 1st, and uh, three days after the Coca-Cola 600. And it it took me till the end of June to feel 100%. Mm. Well, so. I hate that for you, and uh, I know you wanted to go. So now when's going to be your next in-person appearance? Pocono. Oh, that's good. And you won't be here. Yeah. Is that the 23rd? <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. All right. Yeah, well, I heard Ryan explaining to you. He's pushing the buttons today because he's never done it on this new board, so uh, we uh, got to get him uh, schooled up here on how to do this. But 
last week we had a new winner, which uh, you knew he was going to win one sooner or later, but he, he uh, Tyler Reddick finally got one for uh, Richard Childers. He did, and it has really thrown an interesting situation into the the regular season and who will qualify for the, the championship playoffs, or the playoffs, I should say, because now we've had 13 different winners, which only leaves three spots open for points, entrance by points, and we've still got eight races left. And so if we have a three more new winners or three more winners that, that haven't won this year, that could mean that you just can't get in on points. So the pressure is really built up there now. I kind of hope that happens. I, I like to see chaos, and I, not that it would be chaos, but it would be, uh, you know. Different. Well, and it would be a lot of different winners. I mean, I just like a lot of different winners. And, too, we still have the, the possibility of having somebody with one win not getting in. That's the whole That's thing. Right. Yeah. If if they go over 16. Right. If we have 17 winners this year, then somebody with one win would not get in. But, uh, yeah, I mean, right now the three that are in on points are Ryan Blaney, who's actually second in the standings. He's um, uh, 33 points behind Chase Elliott. And Ross Chassain is just two points behind him in third. So Blaney, uh, right now, he doesn't have a win, but he would be in on points. And then the other two would be Martin Truex Jr. and Christopher Bell. And Martin Truex Jr. seventh in points, and Christopher Bell is eighth in points. And other than that, even though Kevin Harvick, Eric Amarillo, uh, and uh, they're in, you know, the top 16 points, but they're below those top three, and there's only three spots for points, so they're they're technically out right now. Yeah, that's uh, get a victory. Have we ever had 17 different winners? I mean, I'm a historian, but you're a better historian. <laughs> and I don't know that we've ever had 17 different winners. We have. Oh, okay. Quite some time. It, it's been quite some time. The majority of it was back when they were running over 50 races a year. Well, yeah. And yeah. that was uh, up until, uh, until until Winston got involved. They started well, cutting right, them back. Until 1972. Right. I was looking at the stats, and it appears we had it in 2001. But that has been the last time. But the interesting thing is, right now we've had five first-time winners this season, and that's the that ties the record for the most during a season in the modern era, which started in 1972. Well, and we could have a couple more of those too. I know that. Uh, I'm just looking down the the list here who has never won a cup race and you got to go pretty far i'm just looking at the finishing lineup from uh from last week at road america and um has ricky stenhouse ever won he's won hasn't he yeah he's won okay he's won a restrictor plate race, or what used to be restrictor plate race yeah i see ty Dillon, uh harrison burton um todd gilliland so anyway that yeah it could happen again but um and those are some some names that are very competitive well yeah and uh as uh as larry mack pointed out last week uh going to atlanta this week this is the first race that they've gone back to um 
that they've already run this new car on one time. So they do have a, a, a few notes down. And I think he said, if I'm not mistaken, it only happens three times. I know, uh, I guess Daytona would be the other one and maybe Loudon. I'm not sure. But uh, Richmond. Richmond. Yeah, okay. And Loudon. Loudon only has one race. Okay. Now. All right. Next week. Yeah. So it's those are the three tracks. But then you look at how different the conditions are. I think a lot of people are forgetting to put heat in the equation in Atlanta this weekend. Well, and I, the, how that will affect the track and the drivers. And, you know, I think you really see how, if you're watching the SRX series, that first race they had was at uh, Five Flags uh, Speedway in Pensacola. And even Elio, who lives in South Florida, and Tony Stewart, and they were having a terrible time with the heat. And, of course, Bubba Pollard is driving short tracks a lot during the week. He, the heat wasn't affecting him that much. And Ryan Newman is always out working on his farm, so he wasn't affecting him that much. You looked at, at the difference of those three drivers when they were on the podium, even though Elio won the race. And there's just a difference. And they, I don't remember which driver stated it that night. There is a huge difference between being gym fit and being short track hot weather heat fit. Mm, and I think that's the reason Dale Earnhardt never had much trouble with the heat was because he worked on his farm every day. <sighs> he was up at 5 in the morning, and, you know, he was working on his farm. And that was a, a big difference. And, yes, they have these cool outfits or cool suits or whatever you want. But when they quit working, it makes it even worse because it's circulating hot water. Oh man, yeah. That's why that's why a lot of the uh, former older drivers, you know, of the Bill Elliott era and Richard Petty era and all, that was why they wouldn't wear the cool suits of that era, was because they said, "I'm in worse shape if it quits working, quits working, because it's circulating hot water." Yep, and I did hear some instances where they did quit working back in those days every once in a while. But, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. And one of them quit working a few weeks ago, but I don't remember whose it was. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they've done a lot of improvements on them since the 60s when those things first came out. But they, uh, um, oh, I'm not talking about the 60s. I'm talking about the 80s. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah, I'm talking about the 1980s when I was, I started covering, uh, cup racing. So, yeah, that's why they wouldn't, wouldn't wear them then and they didn't wear them at talladega in july of course you also have to remember that the cars were more wide open they didn't have the side windows and they didn't have full-faced helmets and you know a lot of the other stuff they didn't wear fire retardant underwear and gloves and listen also the drivers yeah. were more acclimated to the heat we're acclimated oh, yeah. to conditioned air now Exactly. I mean, Bobby Allison would roll the windows up and drive around Birmingham with his heater on full blast mm. in the summer to get acclimated to the heat. So just because you're gym fit doesn't necessarily mean you're heat fit, outdoor, farm, short track fit. And a lot of your drivers would lose 8 to 10 pounds during the World 600. And these drivers today, I don't think they could lose that. A lot of them couldn't because they're in so much better shape. Well, 
They're gym shaped, yeah. Yeah. Well, and but look at Mark Martin. I mean, uh, Mark Martin's body mass is unbelievable. <laughs> he doesn't have hardly any, and, and he didn't have any trouble with heat. But um, I can remember. I know one driver that would lose, that would sweat so much that he would not. His kidneys would not start functioning for over twenty four hours again. He would not start peeing again until. The Monday afternoon. Wow. How about that? I'd probably yeah. say Michael Waltrip. No, no. And, <laughs> and and it's just, I mean, this person sweats a lot. Yeah. This person sweats a lot. And it was the Gatorade people that did the test on him. Because I watched and, Michael, um, I watched Michael Waltrip in that XR race. And uh, he got out and he said, I, I just can't. He, he was sitting on a block of ice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay yeah. let me uh so. let me uh move here to uh our point standings and we'll get that done before we uh have to leave with deb um nobody won last week however closing the gap a little bit there alan alan's got 27 points i've got 23 lanny's got 22 deb's got 19 jada's got nine greg's got eight and ronnie you got six but you're still in the race yep so uh, let's pick them for this week at uh, Atlanta. I tell you, if I haven't seen the weather forecast today for Atlanta, but I saw it Friday morning when I was getting dressed to go to work. And, I mean, it looked like it was going to be real iffy, especially Sunday. I mean, it looked like a lot of rain. So historically, Atlanta's had a lot of rain since back in the 60s. But, um, I, you know, hopefully they can get it in. Deb? Well, uh, I just got a notified by nascar shortly before you call that xfinity series qualifying has been canceled the qualifying but the race is still on for five o'clock well as far as i know yeah the fact that it's raining down there and the weather has Mm. that's what i was afraid of forced them to cancel qualifying well let's get our picks in deb why don't you go first so you can uh catch up i'm gonna go with ross chastain not a bad pick uh ronnie well he's won there Four times since 2002. I'm going with Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch. Alan. Go ahead, Ron. I, I already got you down. You got me down for a nine? Yes. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I, I've given y'all all the opportunity in the world to pick him. I'm trying to be fair about this thing, but if y'all don't want him, I'll take him. I think I'm going to stay. I'm going to go back to the five car. Okay. Greg's not with us today. Um, give it, who do you have? Last, he had Burton last week. Yes, he, he did. He ain't got a prayer. Get, hadn't he been uh, picking? Um, picked Logano one week, I think. He picked Logano one week. He picked I Kyle Busch one I week. I give him Logano. <laughs> 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 uh, I think uh, Lanny's probably going to text us in. He's going to want Blaney again. Yeah, t- yeah just text us in. Uh, yeah, just text us 12. And uh, I just give Greg pick him one, you know. I'll give him twenty one. I never forget that time I let Ronnie pick one for me, and I, <laughs> I, I, I just looked down to see a name that I didn't know. Yeah, and you, and you right. gave him to me. We give him twenty two. All right, give him Logano. That's close to it. Um, all right, let's move over to Xfinity for a minute, Deb. And uh, well, wait just a minute. Right. A couple of things here I want to mention on Cup. Go ahead, Xfinity. Take it away, uh, Kyle Larson. Everybody, if you pay any attention to the ESPY Awards. Kyle Larson is up for Driver of the Year in the ESPYs. So if you vote for the ESPYs or if you've never voted, go to the ESPYs 
and look for driver of the year and Kyle Larson is is in there for the running for that for the first time in his career. Cool. The other thing is Kyle Busch's contract has still not been settled. They're working on it, but apparently Kyle Busch is holding firm on his monetary demands and I know he was asked by I think it was Jennifer Fryer, the AP one time during the media scrub sessions, they call them, where he was asked, if you don't get the money you're asking for, what will you do? And he said, walk away. So it will be interesting to see how that contract situation develops. And then uh, Jordan Bianchi with The Athletic actually broke the fact that Chicago said they would welcome NASCAR for a street race up there. Wow. Yeah. The announcement has tentatively been set for July 19th. I so spent, we'll have to see how that goes. I spent five years in Chicago. I know the streets well, and I I could. You could lay out a course. I could lay out. Well, I mean, they got some some right curvy, uh, fast roads there right along the lake, you know, but um, we'll have to see how that works out. I wanted to move the Xfinity real quick, Deb. Uh, Noah Craxon right. just. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, Bout lost his mind with Sage Karam last week and took out Sage and about uh, 10 or 11 other cars. How mm-hmm. Jeremy got through that, I don't know, but he did. But uh, they have levied a fine against uh, and, and another penalty against Craxon. Yes, uh, Noah Gregson was fined $35,000, and then there was a loss of owner points, and there was also a loss of driver points. 30 yeah. each, I think. I couldn't remember if it was 30 or 35. I think you're right, 30 Uh, points. Yeah, I just read it last night. I'm pretty sure it was 30. uh, It was 30. But, um, you know, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in that meeting that Wayne Alton had with him, NASCAR, I mean, the NASCAR Xfinity director had with him after the race. But I would hate, that still wouldn't have been as worse as the dressing down that you would get from Kelly Earnhardt Miller. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll tell you that was uh disappointing kelly earnhardt miller and dale earnhardt jr to me would be worse than getting called into the trailer because uh, kelly is her father made over okay and kelly is the one who runs that race team on the day-to-day business side and puts together the contracts with the sponsors and everything and she's the one that's always been Dale Jr.'s business manager. And she has got a very, very sharp, great mind. Dale was always so proud of her because she's the first Earnhardt to graduate from college. Well, she um, uh, probably had something to say to him because he flat took out. By her. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, what? No, I just said he just flat took out uh, Sage Karam and a bunch of other oh, people. Yeah. And Sage had some... Uh, pretty harsh words for him in the interview after the race but i noticed you know i i hadn't really know and i watched xfinity pretty closely but it hadn't registered to me that uh that maybe this is an ongoing thing with with uh with noah Craxon because I, I don't know if the announcers were piling on or what but it's like everybody that, that had a microphone in front of them or uh were saying you know this is not good uh this is about what you'd expect from noah Craxon and i i didn't realize he was uh had this problem he's been he's been wrecking pretty many people are involved in incidents and it's almost as like when he cut into sage Karam, it was clear on the telecast 
that he just turned into him. Yeah, there was no doubt about it. I mean, you know, he didn't try to make it look like a racing incident or anything like that. And he's been in several incidents, and he's gotten a reputation of losing his temper on the racetrack. Yeah, well. And so it will be interesting to see how. It's almost as if he's gotten a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, I believe he does, and somebody's going to knock it off. I tell you, that was uh, that had my vote for crash of the weekend. Of course, of course, it was pretty early until I saw that one in the Formula One race the next morning. So, uh, Oh, gee. Yeah, that was some. That was it was all right deb hey look you're the best i'm sorry you don't get to go to atlanta this week but uh uh pocono's coming up and um you're the best we love having you on the show and thanks thanks a million thank you it's always a pleasure all right that's deb williams and um who is she she's the smartest woman i know smartest woman i know too let's take a break come back and get the local scene from Allen hill you're listening to start your engines on fox sports spartanburg Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive-thru. Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive-thru special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive-thru is open. If you're riding around in your car listening to the game and your car radio sounds like this, and you want it to sound like this, there's the pass to Leitner. Puts it up. Then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality and visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com. Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it. Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time, every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. 
Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Said no one ever. I love waking up to cold cereal. Nothing satisfies like dry granola. No. Here we say good morning with sizzling sausage. Biscuits baked to perfection. The enticing aroma wafting from your freshly prepared breakfast. So make your morning easy and mix and match a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, or hash browns. Any two for just $2. It's McDonald's easy on the go breakfast. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Single item at regular price. Value when product served. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Alan, what's going on, buddy? All right. We're going to start off. Uh, Travers Rest took the weekend off last week, so we're going to start up here at Harris Speedway. Last Saturday night, they had the Blue Ridge Outlaw Lake models up there, but uh, they had five or six other support divisions there. We're going to start off with the Crate Sportsman Division. First place in Crate Sportsman went to Tanner Fortune. Second went to Taylor Johnson. Third went to Kevin Patterson. In the front-wheel drive class, first place went to Scott Collinger. Second went to Tyler Caps. Third went to Hunter Anthony. In the Thunder Bomber division, first place went to Brandon Satterfield. Second went to Stetson Todd. And third went to Tyler Abernathy. So that means Tyler Abernathy, he uh, kind of improving in that division. In the Thunder Bomber futures, first place, a Chapman High School student, Walt Waddell. Yeah. Got his win up there at uh, Harris Speedway. Uh, second place went to Josh Mathis, and third went to Joey Powell. In the Young Guns division, first place went to Preston Kelly. Second went to Caden Presnell. So everybody up there knew that Caden Presnell had a bonus uh, bounty out on him, so it sounds like uh, Preston Kelly got that big bonus up there at Harris Speedway. So congratulations to him. Third went to Randy Clark Jr. In the Pure Stock division, First place went to Nathan Pierce. Second went to Mikey Brock. Third went to Ray Hudson. And now for the big main event there, the Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Models. First place went to Matthew Nance. Second went to Scott Shirley. Third went to Steve Banal. Fourth went to Nick Dietz. And fifth went to Alex Hendren. Okay, now we're going to move over to Sunday afternoon at Cherokee Speedway. We're going <laughs> What'd I do? <laughs> You moved up to the mic, and I'm looking over at no, you no. now. <laughs> no, I'm just in the 602 ready open to wheel, talk if I have to. <laughs> in the 60, 602 open wheel modifieds, first place went to Stefan Padella, second went to Daniel Allen, and third went to Kevin Pergranzo. You can't say Allen, but you got Pergranzo out pretty good. <laughs> well, I just I thought I'd made a mistake. <laughs> In the Extreme 4 Division, first place went to Scott Collinger. That means he picked up a win at Harris Speedway on Saturday night, moved over to Cherokee, picked him up another win, so a good weekend for Scott. Second went to Newman Presnell. Third went to Dan Beatson. In the Street Stock Division, first place went to Mitchell Duval. Second went to Blake Bentley. 
third went to Blake Pryor. In the Thunder Bomber division, first place went to Madison Hoos. Second went to Tyler Abernathy. And third went to Mark Towell. In the Pure Stock division, first place went to Nathan Showtime Pierce. And that, since they started keeping records, was officially his 500th career win. Wow. That's uh, a bunch of them. Yes, it was. Showtime. Showtime Pierce. Second went to Ray Hudson. And third went to Justin Wyatt. And like I said, the Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Models, they moved over our Cherokee Speedway. First place went to Matthew Nance. Second went to Steve Banal. Third went to Greg Clark. Fourth went to Jesse Rocket. And fifth went to Robbie Bailey. Okay. Now you know, we just we're just in different positions today and we're bumping into <laughs> stuff and uh we gotta get this uh all right, go ahead. Now let's move up here to Carolina Speedway. That's up in Gastonia, big independence race independence day race up there, had six divisions and a lot of fireworks. And the Thunder Bomber division. First place went to Grant Parr, second went to Benji Knight, third went to Hunter Thunderbird. In the Thunder Sportsman Division, first place went to Paul Irby. Second went to Luke Edison. And third went to David Lucas. In the Pro 4 Division, first place went to Sparks Pairs. Second went to J.W. Connor. Third went to Adam Percy. In the SCDRA, that is the Subcompact Dirt Racing Association, first place went to Shannon Barnhill. Second went to Chris Baker. Third went to David Laney. In the Mid-East Street Stops, first place went to Andy Blackwood. Second went to Luke Edison. Third went to Dalton Peavy. In the Pure Stop Division, first place went to John Mullinax. Second went to Bill Stutter. And third went to Kobe Waits. Okay. And now, as far as our local racing, our, our local up-to-date, mm, what am I trying to say here? I don't know. Just a loss of words. Well, that's all right. It happens. Uh, Wait till you're seven. Every once in a while, my train of thought gets sidetracked too. <laughs> what I was thinking is uh, you're not used to having somebody on your left. On my left. That's you awake. on my left, and you on my left. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Midi Street Stocks was supposed to have a big double points race at uh, Gastonia Speedway. That has been postponed. That's Carolina Speedway yep. in Gastonia. Yep. Yep. As that was uh, postponed due to uh, rain. So, uh, they canceled that out. Also, there's going to have a big street stock race here at Traverse Rest Speedway. Big two-day event there. It is the Mike Hawkins V8 Summer Slam. Practice and qualifying was supposed to be last night, but it got rained out, so they had to cancel out everything there. They are supposed to have a $5,000 Thunder Bomber race and a $2,000 Renegade Street Stock race. And uh, it will be rescheduled here. And they said uh, for people that done showed up there to save the wristbands, they will honor them either next Friday or whenever they have this schedule on their event later on. And now, Cherokee Speedway. Tonight, 604 late models, 602 late models, street stocks, Pro 4, Extreme 4, and Young Guns V8. Gates will open at 5 p.m. Stands are $10. Hits is $30. So uh, with uh, Harris being called off and uh, Travis Rest being called off, so uh, we've only got one racetrack that we can actually go to, and that's going to be Cherokee Speedway tonight. Okay. Also, our Lucas Oil Lake models, 
They are at Deer Creek Speedway in Spring Valley, Minnesota. Fans are sitting in the stands wearing coats. Cold up there, huh? So it's cold up there. I don't believe they could withstand our uh, summer series down here. I'm telling you something. When I was with Walter Mondale during the 84 campaign, we spent a bunch of time in Minneapolis, and it was so hot. It was hot as heck. So they do have hot weather in Minnesota and, and huge mosquitoes, big as chickens. But uh, <laughs> anyway, go ahead. But uh, up there at Deer Creek Speedway, they're having a big three-day deal up there. Uh, they're calling this uh, one night, they're calling this the Gopher 50. I guess they have a bunch of gophers up there. University of Minnesota's the Golden Gophers. Okay. Uh, first place on the second night there. We go, went to Jonathan Davenport. So uh, Jonathan Davenport's really on the roll this year. He won the million dollars yeah. at, at Eldora and uh, just keeps on winning. Second place went to Brandon Overton. Third went to Tim McCready. Fourth went to Mike Mahler. And fifth went to Kyle Strickler. They'll be back there again tonight. Uh, I think you can watch it on um, probably be Mav TV or something like that. They usually hold the Lucas Oil Series there. Uh, another big thing is all top five cars there are Longhorn chassis cars. Labonte, the Labonte uh, boys. Well, the Labonte, but I, from what I hear, I think they sold out Longhorn oh, chassis. And they are moving uh, pretty close to where my brother works up there in Denver, North Carolina. Okay. So, uh, like I said, with... Uh, the rain house that's been going on, uh, about the only thing we can look at is going to be uh, Cherokee Speedway uh, racing tonight. A lot of good series racing there. So, uh, but looks like we have a little bit of rain moving in, but Cherokee Speedway is one of them racetracks to where uh, we're not going to call it till all the hot dogs are sold. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to Cherokee Speedway in the rain with you. Yeah. And listen, the way the weather is around here, it could be raining at your house and not raining at the track. Well, I'll put it this way. A long time before we got all these iPhones and stuff like that, you had to go to a rotary phone in the 70s and call over there at Cherokee Speedway. And Rock Galt would be up there, and he would be in the, in the office type deal and had a metal roof over him. <laughs> and you could hear it. You could hear the rain hitting the roof, and he'd say, "Load your cars, boys! Come on, <laughs> come on! We're going to race tonight." <laughs> well, I'm looking at the radar here, and it's uh, there is rain moving in. It's just uh, about Clemson, so it's coming this way. And Atlanta looks—I mean, well, it, it, Atlanta looks awful. Well, Atlanta <laughs> looks awful. They've just told us that uh, they just had canceled qualifying, qualifying for the Xfinity, so. Usually, whenever it's raining in Atlanta, it's going to move this it's coming way. This it's way. coming this way. It comes it, up 85. Yep, it comes up 85, and it's about four hours later. But uh, hopefully, it'll drop a lot of that rain on the way, and uh, we can have a lot of good racing on over here at Cherokee Speedway. Might not have to make so many laps with the water truck. Yeah, the uh, the trucks run at 1 o'clock in Atlanta, and the Xfinity is at 5. So, uh, uh, I'm just, you know, I'm a glass half full guy most of the time but it just doesn't look too good over there so anyway hopefully we'll get in the cherokee speedway action tonight and we um i can you got five minutes mm -hmm. all right this won't take too long let me just think that we did have a race yesterday and that was the arca series at mid ohio you said you watched that didn't you yes i did um uh, it was uh some hard feelings were 
were had there towards the end of that race with uh, John Hunter Nemechek moved over and was running in that series. And here it is right here. I didn't write the um, on their arc on there so I could find it. Taylor Gray was the winner. Parker Chase was second. Sammy Smith, who's been cleaning up lately, was third. John Hunter Nemechek was fourth, driving for Bill Venturini, as was Parker Chase. And fifth was Jesse Love, his teammate. And they mixed it up a couple of times there. Uh, and it, it, All the action happened right there in that one turn. Mm-hmm. Something about that slick turn right there. They would get in there and kind of lose the rear end, uh, be up beside the guy, and t- kind of take both of them out, which you've seen the leader. Yeah. Or not the leader, the winner of the car, Taylor. Taylor Gray. Taylor Gray. He kind of done, uh, I've forgotten what the boy's name was. He kind of moved in there on top of him, but it didn't It didn't take them both out. And he apologized yeah. after the race. He said, I, he said, I just lost the rear end, moved up, which everybody knows eight tires is better than four tires. <laughs> <and let's go> <laughs> he moved up all right because I was looking at it. Now, answer me this because I did not understand this at all. They gave a two-lap penalty to the point leader, Nick Sanchez, and to uh, uh, his teammate who was in that number two car. That was uh, – no, Sanchez was in two. Raja. The six, uh, Raja. Raja Crew. The point. For coming in and – Taking on new tires. Slicks uh, on slicks. Well, why can't you do that? Uh, you got to ask Arca about that. Uh, I, it didn't make any sense to me. I mean, they started on – the race started in the rain. So they had on rain tires. And unless they've got some sort of rule that you can only change, I mean, it was a 150-mile race, 42 laps. I mean, you, anybody could have a flat, especially on a road course. But I, they penalized those guys two laps each, just held them in the pits with the race cars going by on the track for uh, going from slicks to slicks. Now, I mean, I, I can understand going from rain to slicks when the track dried out. But it, it, if you need another tire change, I don't understand the problem. I mean, uh, they never explained it. They held them for two laps, and did you watch them? They took each other out. <laughs> yeah. Well, their teammates, and they're, they're, they were running up front, and Roger Carruth is the points leader. And, oh, by the way, let me do the new points. Let's see if he's the points leader. He is. He's got a six-point lead over Nick Sanchez, his teammate. So they got quite a rivalry going on there. And an eight-point lead over Daniel Dye. Uh, Tony Brenninger is... 58 points back and fourth. She is a female. And Greg Van Alst is fifth. Amber Balkane is sixth. She's a female married to the linebacker for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Brad Smith, who um, always kind of pull for him. He's still got Hilton's colors on those cars, even though uh, Hilton's equipment's probably long gone by now. Is seventh in points. Zachary Tinkle was eighth. Sammy Smith, ninth, who's been... Um, winning a bunch of races in that division. And D.L. Wilson is 10th. I'll tell you, 11th is Taylor Gray, who was the race's winner. He's also running the trucks. Jesse Love was 12th. And um, another big name there, Corey Heim, is back in 14th. So they're heating up. Uh, Arc is getting pretty good. I'd watch it not just because of the show, but it's some pretty decent racing. They will run next uh, on Friday july 22nd for the general tire 200 and that will be at pocono so uh that will be uh the week i'm not here so <laughs> anyway uh ronnie you can take us up to the top of the hour here so uh i'll just turn it over to you and remind people about eggs up if you want to yeah go to eggs up grill today they're holding a benefit for 
Austin Allridge, the Spartanburg County Sheriff's deputy that we lost in the line of duty a couple of weeks ago. That's at the Bowling Springs and the Duncan locations, 290 and 296. And you can't get a much more worthy cause than that because uh, he had a daughter and he's got another child on the way. Yes. Um, so, uh, well, Ronnie, you just take us to the, to the break because uh, I can't see the clock. That's all right. And we'll be back after the top of the hour break with Pikes Peak driver Paul Dahlenbeck. The Blue Hoes play here. Listen to Presbyterian College Athletics. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSBG Spartanburg. We are And here's what you need to know. The ladies' singles final at Wimbledon between Elena Rybakina of Kazakhstan and Anz Jabor of Tunisia ended just moments ago. Rybakina kicks it to the backhand of Jabor, who's missed with the backhand. Elena Rybakina, her second appearance at the championships, and she's won the ladies' singles. Rich Connolly with a call on Wimbledon Radio. In Major League Baseball on Friday night, the Los Angeles Dodgers defeated the Chicago Cubs in 10 innings, 4-3. Will Smith, the game-winning RBI single in the bottom of the 10th inning. Seattle's A. Eugenio Suarez, the game-winning three-run home run in the bottom of the 11th for a 5-2 victory over the Toronto Blue Jays. The Mariners on a season-high six-game winning streak. Matty Machado with three-run home run in the Padres' 6-3 victory over the Giants. I'm Isaac Lowenkron. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Hey, this is Ryan Cleary. Join Anthony Greer, Alex Smith, and myself weekday afternoons for Open Mic, Spartanburg's longest-running radio show. Whether it's high school athletics, Carolina or Clemson, USC Upstate, the Braves, we've got opinions and we want to hear from you. Open Mic, 3 until 6 p.m. on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, and of course the Fox Sports 1400 app. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. 
Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555. And in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers with four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a Plante? All it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. The Hub City Farmer's Market is back. They will be open from 11 to 2 on March 19th for their final winter market, and then they'll be open every Saturday from 8 to noon beginning April 2nd. The Hub City Farmer's Market features the freshest local produce, meat, and dairy products, as well as artisan crafts and bath and body products from local vendors. Every Saturday will feature live music as well as activities for the kids. Remember to shop local with the Hub City Farmer's Market, presented by Spartanburg Regional, located at 498 Howard Street, Open every Saturday beginning April 2nd. Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. <laughs> Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now... Here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And it's a, with a great deal of pleasure, I welcome back one of my favorite interviews of the last few years, or interviewees, I guess you'd call it, Paul Dallenbach. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, it's great having you. And I tell you what, I'm so psyched up about this i was uh i texted you i think at 1 30 in the morning <laughs> i was sitting there watching youtube videos of you and uh uh yeah. the 100th pikes peak hill climb i think you said you'd been there 28 times or, or it was your 28th year and uh and you're still going going strong uh what a what an incredible event and uh you uh had good weather all week and then race day it was about as bad as you could get yeah it was it was perfect weather all week our practice was good and then uh i went up there saturday night to spend the night because the traffic getting up there is just kind of a nightmare in the morning and right when i got up there it was just pouring rain and then when it for about two hours and then when it cleared off i looked up top and it was all covered in snow and i said oh, man this is going to be a a long day, and then Saturday or Sunday race day, it was just the fog and the rain was just socked in, and um, it was it was warm enough to where it didn't freeze the road, so we were able to run to the top. But the last three miles, you cannot see a thing. It was just um, couldn't see about 
five, ten feet in front of you. But when you're going that fast, even though you know the road, um, I didn't know where I was going. And, um, you know, I was just throwing my hands up in the air going, I I don't know. And it was a shame because we, um, you know, I ran a different car this year, and uh, it, it really had a lot of potential. And we lost 24 seconds on the top. Um, and I think, you know, I don't know. You know, the road conditions were were different for everybody. Um, the, the fog would come and go, and I just got stuck in the thick of it. And, um, you know, just 30 seconds would have put me second overall. And uh, so I was right on pace to, to possibly even challenge for the overall, but it just it wasn't meant to be. That car you were driving now, that wasn't your car, right? You, you, uh, that was a, no. and it looked like it had a, uh, it looked like it had a real short wheelbase to me, almost like a midget or a, a, or something. Yeah. It's called a Sierra Alpha and it's based off the cross cart over in Europe. And it has a, uh, turbo Hayabusa motor puts out about 440 horsepower. The car weighs just under 1300 pounds. Hmm. Um, the reason why I went that way this year was, I lost my two crew guys that built my car, uh, COVID related over the winter and my car is very complicated to run. So I decided just to do, you know, something different this year, kind of low key, you know, not a lot of, a lot of work, even though it was still a lot of work. Um, the car was totally different than what I, I raced before short wheelbase light, but the power to weight ratio was still there. And, um, the car, the car has a lot of potential, and it was, it was, it was a blast. It was just a one-year deal that I did with the guy, and uh, I got something else for next year. So you got a new car coming for next year? Yeah, we're gonna. Um, uh, Gail Banks from Banks Turbo is gonna have me drive um, a diesel pickup truck that he calls it a road race truck. It's it's kind of based off a NASCAR truck, but it's their own truck that they've had. And they're going to try to go for the diesel record. And, um, we, he tried putting it together for this year, but he just, just couldn't. I was going to have Wally jr. Drive it. And then, um, he couldn't do it. So, uh, he couldn't get the parts to get it up and running this year. So they decided to, to do it for 2023. So I'll be driving for Gail Banks and trying to go for the, the diesel record um uh for next year it should be good they're going full you know it's going to be a really big deal it's probably going to be one of the biggest budgets for next year so um happy to be a part of that well are you allowed to run more than one class or do you have to run one class and stick with it just, just for the week you used to be able back in the day there were guys like robbie unser and and leonard bashultz and guys like that would they would run a truck up and then they would take a helicopter down and then run, drive a different class. Um, they stopped doing that. They stopped allowing that because it gave them the drivers an unfair advantage of seeing the, especially it really related to when the road was dirt. Um, it gave them an advantage, uh, to see what the road conditions were before the other drivers. So they put a stop to that. Um, so any, you know, so you're stuck with one class per year. So, but you can jump around just depending on on who hires you that year. So next year will be a, a an all new deal for me driving a diesel. But um, we're going to do a lot of testing, and uh, yeah, should be should be fun. Okay, Paul, this is Ronnie, and with all due respect, I, I got to say that 
you guys that the the drivers that do this are crazy but you're not the craziest people on the mountain the craziest people on the mountain are these fans that stand right up on the edge of the roadway and looks like they're within an arm's reach of you going by at over 100 miles an hour oh it it used to be really bad um (laughs) (laughs) where what did they do stand on the track and just open a path as you came through like the old mexican road race they were there were people that were trying to touch the car um the last year i think it was about 2014 they um 14 or 15 um a lady got hit and broke her leg she was lucky but she had her leg out on the track and when you come around the corner that fast you can't can't really react now they've moved the spectators back into spectator zone so you can't line the whole course anymore and they they move you back a few feet so you're not (laughs) endangering them but they're yeah they're they're crazy i mean i wrote up yeah no go ahead go ahead no i said especially this year where the fog was i mean there was oh yeah times where we almost went off and you know there were spectators in the area, and um, you just you couldn't see. And they 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 were still trying to get their videos and get as close as they can. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're crazy. We're talking to Paul Dallenbach, and uh, Paul, I, the um, the spectators, if they were ever closer than they are now, it's it's it, that's amazing. But there's there's other hazards. I mean, there's places where there's no guardrails. And then, because I, I rode up the hill with you yesterday, uh, last night, a couple of times, and the uh, where the guardrails are, I mean, you know, it, there's no, there's, if you go into the end of the guardrail, which looks pretty, pretty possible, um, I mean, that could be catastrophic too. It's just, it's, it's the most yeah. exciting, dangerous auto racing. Now, I don't know on the planet there's anything any, any, any more extreme than this. Yeah, it's it's pretty nuts, and the guardrails aren't you know they're not really friendly. I mean, you can <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Through them, you can go under them, you can go through them. Um, we nobody likes them, but uh, they do. The, the only good thing that they do, or it's really good for the the newer drivers, is they put the guardrails up up high where the real dangerous corners are. So it kind of gives the people, the drivers, a warning that, hey, you better slow down on this corner. Um, <laughs> back in the day, you just saw sky. Yeah. Uh, it, they, was, it was a lot harder. So it's it's not as fun now because uh, it it gives the rookies a, an easier easier time. Ronnie sent me a video this week. Ronnie sent me a video earlier in the week of the of the Japanese driver that had this incredible end-over-end crash uh, um I guess he was getting pretty close to the top, and uh, it's it's he walked away. But I'm telling you what, the, his car had about th- two or three or four cameras on it, and you had it had like ten cameras. It had so many different angles of this crash, and it was just you know he didn't go so over the bank. He just he just bounced along the track and the rocks and everything. He did exactly what I almost did. So that same turn, you just come over Devil's Playground, and the fans are there, and it's a right hand kink. And he basically went straight because he didn't see the road turn. So he crashed. He did that. I didn't realize where he did it till after the race. I almost did exactly the same thing, exactly where he was at, because that corner just came up so fast and you could not see. You know, you're looking at the white lines on the road to see where you're going, and it just turned so fast. And you're going up, up to that corner over 100 miles an hour. So 
Um, you know, I'm surprised more cars didn't do that. Um, and we actually were done with the race about 2.45, which I thought it was going to be a long day. But most of the guys just kind of slowed down and got to the top and realized there were no records going to be broken this year um, because of the conditions. So, uh, But, yeah, I watched that video, too. It was pretty amazing. Um, and I said, wow, I almost did the exact same thing. <laughs> now, do, do you have cameras on your car like he had on his? I did, I did, but yeah. two of them didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one camera angle that really amazed me was, I guess, from the the spoiler on the back. You could see the entire car, and I couldn't see where it was attached to the car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's usually on the wing, um, and yeah, for some I, every year I have problems with GoPros up there. I don't know; it must be the operator. I don't know. But, <laughs> um, it, I was really disappointed. I was like, oh, wait till you see the video. And then it just, it didn't come out. And then uh, this, this uh, the only one that worked on me this year was looking back at me. And um, yes, you can see like halfway through the run, I had to lift my visor up because my visor was fogging up so much. And um, then and I was just throwing my hands up in the air up top going, I can't, I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, and I watched that one, that particular one. and I, there, But there were a lot of, stages going up the hill that um i wish your visor had been up because your eyeballs must have been the size of saucers with some of the some of the terrain you were covering at that speed well i was going to say the pucker factor has to be tremendous it was huge this year (laughs) (laughs) It uh, it was crazy i mean we all got to the top and the first guy that came to me when i got to the top was david donahue you know mark donahue's son and he just came up to me and goes all your years up here, was that the craziest one? And I said, absolutely. That was just crazy. I mean, and everybody up top was just saying the same thing. And we all hit the fog at different parts. But um, it was a shame because the next day it was nice again. Oh, you know, and it just, you know, just typical. The mountain winds again. It's just like she's got her uh, own, own ideas on who's going to win. But, you know, that's what makes it. And I'm glad we all got to run to the top this year where – a lot of years when the weather comes in they they kind of you know half the cars will run to the top and then they'll they'll shorten the race and then there's really no clear winner so this year at least we all got to run the top and it was the luck of the draw on on who got the bad fog and who got the 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 bad road so uh on to next year do they ever consider canceling the race no um they would always uh they would they or would postponing it, I guess. I mean to say, yeah, they they no, they kind of say no. Um, <laughs> they just try to they'll shorten it and let us run to wherever we can. Um, and usually we get at least half the you know half the the road in. But I've been lobbying to move the race to August, where the weather pattern's a little better. But they're saying probably in two years are going to do that but next year they're locked into this date again well i'd feel a whole lot safer next year with you going up in a truck (laughs) yeah yeah that's going to be fun it's going to be a thousand horsepower wow and and, uh you know having gail banks you know racing for him he's a legend and um they're going to be doing all these youtube build videos of the truck and um you know it's going to be it's going to be fun and you know i say it's going to be my last year but I've been saying that a long time, and I just have too much fun up there. You uh, um, mentioned earlier Wally Jr., who's a, a good friend of the show, and I'm sure we'll have him on here 
before the end of the year sometime. Uh, but um, so, he, but he's he can he's adapted to to the hill climb too. I mean, you you said you were thinking about oh, putting yeah. him in your old car. Yeah, yeah, he's he's done it four times, and believe it or not, every time he's done it, the race has been shortened to weather. He's never raced to the top. Mm. He won once uh, driving my other car, and, and he loves it up there. You know, he wants to you know get back up there and um there's a chance that he might drive my my old car next year now that we have a year to uh you know when my guy when i lost my guys over the winter they were just it was just too fast to have anybody else go through the car um so he's thinking about it and he's you know if he can if we can raise the sponsorship money he'll be in it uh, um when you say you lost the guys, did did they pass away or are they just too sick to work? Yeah, no, they were COVID uh, related deaths. They were oh brothers. my gosh! And um, they lived, they lived together, and they the one died fairly quickly, and the other one was a couple weeks uh, later. And um, yeah, it was it was uh, a shock and and. Uh, and sad, you know, the, you know, they, they're, they're Hoff powers. They were IndyCar mechanics for years and, and always Pikes Peak people. And, uh, you know, I t- trusted them a hundred percent on my car and just to throw somebody else in there was, was not settling for me. Um, just because the car has a lot of, you know, it's, it's a high maintenance car. So you really have to be on top of what comes loose every run and, and all that. And it's so dangerous up there that you, you just got to, have a hundred percent confidence that your car is going to, you know, not, not fall apart, have a throttle stick, have a wheel fall off or something like that. I I almost um, didn't bring it up because I mean, I said, but I mean, that's horrible. And I'm, I'm very sorry. Yeah. I'm very sorry about that. Um, Uh, Paul, what is the sanctioning body for y'all? It's, it's our own. Um, it's, you know, or the hill climb does their own sanctioning. So there's no special license to do it. Um, you're either accepted or not based on your, your experience. So they probably had 130 applicants this year and they only took 75. So they weed out the people that don't think that they're, they're ready or the car is not good enough or things like that. So, but yeah, it's not sanctioned by SCCA or USAC or anything like that. It had, it has been in the past. Right. Um, and I think that was more due to insurance reasons. And I think they found, um, you know, a good insurance carrier that they, they didn't need to piggyback off anybody else. Paul, we got to let you go. But I, I got to ask okay. you one more question. Are you doing any commercials? Because yeah. I love, I, I think yeah, I've I picked up on a couple of your commercials from last year going across the desert. And it seems like it was GMC or something. But what are you working on? Yeah. I got GMC next week here in Colorado. And then I got Key at the end of the month. But more exciting is i'm going to italy for two and a half months to shoot a movie about ferrari holy cow uh, in the uh uh about the mila Miglia. um so a 50s late 50s early 60s based movie um and it's the same stunt guys that did ford versus ferrari and we're gonna shoot in september and october and uh, really looking forward to that. Well, that's exact. That's right very exciting. Three and the whole thing. That's very yeah. exciting because I, I, that's the Amelia is what I actually was thinking about with the Mexican road race about what you're doing going up Pikes Peak, and uh, that's exciting. I can't wait for that because I 
I know a little yeah. bit about that, but we won't get into that right now. Paul, thank you so much for uh, – I know it's a couple of hours earlier out there in Colorado, and we really appreciate you coming on. You're one of my favorite interviews of the year, if not the best. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Call me anytime. I'm happy to be on your show. Okay. Thank you so much, Paul. That's Paul okay. Dylanback, who uh, calling in from Colorado, or we called him. He's out in Colorado and just uh, – He's crazy, but a, yeah, a great guy. A good, a good crazy. And I almost wish I hadn't gone there about the. But he said he lost those two guys. I, yeah, they, and, they, and I was unsure about that too. Uh, anyway, okay, let's take a break. We're going to come back and talk to Jason C. C. Who is going to tell us about something exciting going on in Spartanburg with the Lions Club? You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Big selection. All great. Better deals. Come and get it at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway. No payment for 45 or even the first 90 days at Impex Pre-Owned. Come check out the best selection of pre-owned vehicles and test drive your next ride today. Ask about our first-time buyers program. Hurry on over to Impex Prio, 8989 Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs. We can get you driving no matter what. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. There's something special happening year-round in the city of Spartanburg, including a variety of seasonal events and festivals. Downtown Spartanburg offers several great options for retail shopping, as well as a great selection of restaurants and bars where you can have the fish and chips at Delaney's Irish Pub, you can try something off the new menu at RJ Rockers, or even catch a game with friends at Main Street Pub. If you're looking for something family-friendly, check out the Music Trail or the Sparkle City Mini Putt, which is always free to play. For more information on upcoming events, check out the city's Facebook page. The City of Spartanburg, always doing. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel. Located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. 
Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. And on the phone, we have from the Lions Club, Jason C. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on this morning. Well, we're tickled to have you on. Uh, I'm I'm excited. <laughs> Jason uh, called me a month or so ago, and we discussed the project that they've got going on, but I haven't said a word about it. So, Jason, tell us what's happening and where, we, where you stand now. So, for a little over 100 years, Spartanburg Lions Club uh, uh, has had a club here in Spartanburg, and our mission is to serve the Spartanburg community and the folks of South Carolina and just those in needs, in our community, those that have needs in our community, we primarily provide eye exams, um, and we support school for the deaf and blind. Um, we have uh, meetings on the first and third Mondays of the month at uh, Bethel United Methodist Church. Those start at eleven thirty, and. Uh, What we have going on right now is a project, it's a five-year project called Iconic Spartanburg. It's a vision to help uh, preserve the history of Spartanburg and raise funds for the Spartanburg Lions Club. Uh, the project has a goal to pick iconic spots in Spartanburg, past or present, that are... It, of interest to the community, and the Lions Club's going to commission a painting of those areas or images and uh, sell prints as a fundraiser to help support our vision service efforts in the community. Um, this has been a project that's been in the making for some time, and once we decided we were going to do that, it was time to pick a subject matter. And... Um, you know, after a few months of trying to come up with those places that we wanted to document, um, wasn't having any luck, and I gave Brad Steinecke over at the Spartanburg Library a call. We started, you know, we, we had talked about the Montgomery Building, the old train depot, and then Brad mentioned the Fairgrounds Racetrack at Spartanburg. And the light bulb just went off in my head. You, Perry, you and I have talked. You know that I'm, I'm a racing junkie, a history junkie, um, a former driver myself. My son's uh, Simon's a, a current go kart driver, and we spend most of our weekends at the dirt tracks around the uh, you know, Spark, uh, North Carolina and South Carolina. It just made sense, you know. This is um, there, there's not a lot of information and our pictures out there on Spartanburg Fairgrounds. And um, a lot of people go to the fair every year and don't even realize that there was there's a racetrack there. You can still see it. But uh, I basically uh, got on the horn uh, and talked to my buddy Phil Combs, who owns a museum in um, Shelby, North Carolina, and he got me in contact with you. And uh, we started searching for those images, and I'm happy to report that um, the Spartanburg Lions Club commissioned the first painting of the Spartanburg Fairgrounds 
uh, just this week, and um, we're going to have that painting available uh, for prints starting at the fair. Oh, that's uh, great. This year. That's very appropriate. Listen, one of my iconic memories of the fair when I was a kid was the Lions Club concession stand. And that's where we're going to be. That that concession stand has been there for years and years. And, uh, you know, people come out to the fair every year to eat with us, buy their brooms. And this year they're going to be able to pick up a little bit of Spartanburg history. And uh, we're going to be happy to provide that. Now, did you, um, did you pick any of the... Well, I know you picked something. Which picture of the fairgrounds did you pick? Can you tell that? Or because I mean, maybe I don't even know all of them. I know I know some of them. Well, um, so what we did is we we found as many images of the Spartanburg fairgrounds, uh, you know, racing that that we could find, and we compiled those images. And I have given them to our artist uh, who is. Uh, Spartanburg native, by the way, uh, recent uh, recent Clemson graduate in, from architecture, and um, it, you know I haven't given him any guidelines. I don't know what he's going to uh, what he's going to come back with. If it's going to be one picture or a collage of different things, uh, so we'll all have to wait and see on that. Well, I know. Uh... There, there's some really good images out there. I, I gave you a few, and uh, I think one of them that I thought would be the best one you already had, and uh, uh, I just can't wait to see it. There's a lot of ways you could go with that thing, you, you know, one image or, or collage uh, of, of different images. So, um, you know, that's, uh, that's pretty exciting. And now, is, is this going to be a color print, or is it going to be in black and white, or do you know uh, – I know you were giving me some thoughts about that. It's going to be in color. Okay. Um, you know, it's it's the print you and I dis- or, or the picture that you and I discuss most often. I don't know how the best way to describe it is. Maybe, maybe perhaps you want to do that. Well, it's a picture. I don't. It's been out there for a while. In fact, when I did that uh, history of auto racing in Spartanburg County for the Chapman Cultural Center back in 2012. Um, it was on the card that we sent out announcing the uh, the, the the program that, that ran that summer of 2012. We actually did the radio show from there one time. Uh, and it's a picture like you were standing in the f- between the first and second turns, looking into the first turn in the old covered grandstands in the background. And the cars are, are old modifieds, I would say. It was probably taken in the late 40s. Uh, could have been the early 50s, but... I think Cotton Owens is number 70, which was his number back then. Um, I can't remember if it's on the pole or on the outside, but it's a whole lineup of those. They all look like 44s to me. I think Cotton actually had a Plymouth. Um, but uh, it, it, the picture's been around for a long time. And this, when, when you brought this up, it's the first picture that came to my mind. And it's black and white. And I remember you we were discussing it, and you said, yeah, I want to put a flagman in there, which I thought, you know, uh, you know, you, ha- you have total license to do whatever you want to with those things. But uh, uh, I think a lot of people have probably seen that picture. I, I bet you I'm going to do it while you're talking. I bet it's you, if you Google Spartanburg Fairgrounds, that might come up. But uh, so th- that's a very exciting thing, uh, Jason. And I'm, I, I can't wait to see the finished product. I can't wait till you get started on it. 
Well, uh, we're started. Uh, the, the artist, uh, I said, like I said, has been commissioned, so we're just waiting on the finished product, and we're going to have those. Uh, you, you know, the finished product should be around September, and we should have the prints available by by that uh, fair week in October, which is around the seventh, I believe. And uh, just very very excited, and uh, we are letting the artist take some liberties, but but we do want to protect, you know, the the history. Uh, so it's not going to be something that that's not. We're not going to get too crazy with it. I guess is what I want to say. Well, I just googled it, and it's the third picture. If you go to images, it's the third picture that you see, and uh, it's uh, it's been around for a long time. You recognize right. any of those? Oh yeah, I recognize a bunch of them. Uh, I want to ask you: Are these prints going to be numbered? Yes. So thanks for bringing that up. Uh, we're going to do a hundred numbered prints, so it is going to be a limited, uh, a limited printing. Um, and uh, there's already been a lot of interest in the racing community, um, you, you know, around these uh, around these prints that we're doing. Well, uh, that's my next question. Is my daddy's number was twenty seven. Dub Nelson drove that, and I was just wondering if I could get number twenty seven out of the one hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, that's uh, that's uh, what I'm. I'm gonna get your number, and I'm gonna want number twenty-seven out of the one hundred. Jason, I'm looking at that picture, and actually, the car I described, uh, Cotton Owens Plymouth, is starting third. I don't know who's on the front row there. You might could blow that up enough to see it, but uh, you can see Cotton's number seventy in third place. You know, one of the things looking at that picture that that you, you know I never realized that. The current grandstands there at the fairgrounds, that's the second or perhaps even the third grandstands. The first grandstands, like you say, were covered. They were wooden. Um, and then uh, all the people standing in the infield with no guardrails around that. Yeah. That's crazy. But anyway. Well, and I told you for years, and I even sent you a picture of Junior Johnson in the second turn with old horse stables in the background right. that were off the right there. Um, and the people standing on top of the horse stables and. It was just some great memories, and I, I don't care what number I get. I just want one of them, <laughs> and I'll, uh, I, you know, they're probably gonna have a lot of people wanting, uh, wanting those hundred prints. But uh, I, I definitely you can count me in. That's I think it's a wonderful thing, and the other images that you do, whatever you decide to do for the, for the history of Spartanburg. Um, I mean, I'm in it all the way. I'll take one of everything. Well, we appreciate that. Appreciate the support. Perhaps maybe you guys want to come do a show from the fair booth uh, on the Saturday of the fair. Well, you know, we like doing remotes. and We, we could, do. We could absolutely do that. I want to have you back uh, for sure. So uh, if we do it right there, uh, uh, I'll have to get me some of them good Lions French fries. I know that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> all week long. <laughs> Jason, it's great having you on. Uh, is that it? Anything else you want to share with us? Uh, anything you want to plug about uh, or promote about the Lions? This, this is your chance. Well, the saying is, where there's a need, there's a lion. And if you're interested in a service organization such as the Lions Club, we'd invite you to lunch with us on the first or the third Mondays of the month at Bethel United Methodist Church in downtown Spartanburg at 11.30. Jason, that sounds great. I'm so glad uh, Phil Combs, my good buddy over in Shelby, uh, gave you my name and phone number, and you got in touch with me. And uh, 
and I'm glad you stayed on my butt to get me to uh, to do something I, 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 with my daughter getting married. And it, was, it wouldn't it wouldn't happen without you. And I know your daughter's getting married, and that's been your priority. And I don't blame you at all. Well, I still got an everyday job with Wells Fargo too, so I just it slipped my mind and. And about a month later, or maybe not quite that long, uh, Jason texted me back and said, hey, are you, did you forget about me, or are you just going to ignore me? No, he didn't say that. He was very nice <laughs> about it. But, uh, and it got me moving, and, uh, and this is what's coming of it. And I, I just uh, I appreciate you letting me be a part of it. Thank you so much. Look forward to it. All right. That's Jason C. with the Lions Club. And uh, I tell you what, it sounds great. I can't oh, wait. I'm excited. I can't it. wait to see what this, I hope the artist, <clears throat> Excuse me. I hope the artist has some sense of auto racing. You know. Yeah. I mean, I, that might be a big help. You know, because I know I gave Jason probably, I don't know, at least a half a dozen pictures, and that was one of them. Right. But that's not my picture. That picture's been around, you know, forever. Yeah. And uh, you, you know, I, I think it's uh, nobody likes to promote the history of Spartanburg more. Spartanburg more than I do, and I just think it's fantastic. I'm glad to be a part of it. Now we get the radio station as a part of it, and um, I'm pretty sure we can make a remote happen from the fair. I think we can. All right. Well, let's take a break. Our last one, come back, and I got a whole bunch of results and things to run over. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Big selection, quality customer service. That's Nissan of Greer. Get big savings on over 300 new Nissans. Shop our large selection of used vehicles, including Nissan certified pre-owned. Plus, we're the place for commercial fleets, for expert service. And if you need credit, come and get it. Ask about military, college grad, and mobility assist savings too. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Call 1197 for more details. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. You can't predict what is going to happen, but you can plan. When was the last time you reviewed your financial plan? Financial advisor Trent Lancaster and Janie Montgomery Scott Spartanburg office can help you plan for the what-its to guide you in working toward a secure financial future that keeps you on track to meet your financial goals. A financial plan can help you with goals such as planning for retirement, educating your children or grandchildren, and passing on your wealth to the people and causes that are most important to you. Take the first step. Let Trent help you establish a plan today designed to protect you for whatever happens tomorrow. Call today at 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. 
or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. It's a beautiful day for the beach, or an afternoon hike, or perfecting your three-pointer at the park. Where you're spending your day may be up for debate, but stopping for an icy treat at McDonald's is not. Now try new Frozen Coke and Frozen Fanta Wild Cherry or Blue Raspberry. Get any size for just $1.69. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices of participation may vary. Limited time only cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Coca-Cola and Fanta are registered trademarks of the Coca-Cola Company. Start me up, AJ. Welcome back to Start Your Engines in the last segment. So let's run through some results here. We got a lot to talk about. Alan, jump in anywhere because you saw this stuff too. Ronnie, of course, you too. They ran the uh, Quick Trip 250 presented by Jockey. The Cup Boys did last week at Road America on July the 3rd, which was a pretty entertaining race with uh, Tyler Reddick getting his first win. I think he's had five second places, but he finally... He finally made up for uh, missing winning Bristol by a couple of hundred yards. So he's got his first win. And uh, in the car number eight, good to see the eight back in victory lane. Of course, Bud Moore put that number in there a lot of times with Joe Weatherly. And uh, Dale Jr. put it in victory lane a few times. Second was Chase Elliott. Third, Kyle Larson. Fourth, Ross Chastain. Fifth, Daniel Suarez. All Chevrolets. Sixth was Chris Boucher for Jack Roush. Seventh, Austin Sendry. Eighth, another good top ten for Michael McDowell. He's having one just about every week, and he is a an excep- exceptional road racer. A.J. Allmendinger was ninth, and tenth was Kevin Harvey. Not too close to that elusive win. He hasn't had one in quite a while. Um, Alan, anything stand out about that with you, about that race? I was just glad to see Richard Childers get back to victory lane. He was, too. Yes, he was. Uh, <laughs> Just didn't know if that computer was telling him when to pit and when not to pit and how many tires to change as we was talking about with, yeah. uh, yeah, that was, uh, talking about who was that? Uh, Larry Mack talking about the war room and everything yeah. back yeah. in, uh, back in welcome North Carolina, telling him in Talladega what the strategy for the race was going to be. All right. The, uh, playoff standings. And you know, Deb mentioned the point standings, which I, I, I just, never report to point standings blaney is second in the point standings but he's hanging on you know without a win to the one of those last three positions in the playoff standings which is what i always go by and i will read that out right now the playoff standings now these guys have two wins and are separated by their stage points chase elliott is first ross chastain second joey logano third william byron fourth and denny hamlin fifth the guys with one win 
are Kyle Larson is sixth. Kyle Busch is seventh. Alex Bowman is eighth. Tyler Reddick has jumped all the way up to ninth with that win. Tenth is Austin Sendrick. Kurt Busch is eleventh. Uh, Chase Briscoe, 12th, and Daniel Suarez is 13th. I really want him to make it. And uh, the three guys that are in the playoff standings by virtue of their stage points in positions 14 through 16 are Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex, and Christopher Bell. On the outside looking in, uh, you'd have to think of um, Austin Dillon's pretty close. Eric Jones is right in there. I don't see uh, Michael McDowell's name, but he's got to be getting close, so. Anyway, they are at, with any luck at all, they'll get it in sometime next week. I swear I don't think they're going to race too much at Atlanta this weekend. But it's supposed to be tomorrow at 3 o'clock on USA is the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart. And that's at the Atlanta Motor Speedway, which, uh, of course, it was redone for the last race. They ran Xfinity, and I tell you what, Jeremy shot himself in the foot again somehow. He... uh he got stage points in every single stage. He finished eighth, except finally at the end of the race, he came home ninth. But there was one restart there uh, pretty late in the race where he was on the front row with Ty Gibbs and, and took the lead for a few hundred yards. And that looked real good. Absolutely. Uh, the uh, car was black with uh, bright red numbers on it, white tail smokeless. And uh, – it was, a, it was a good run for Jeremy, but they had a loose tire on a pit stop, and um, they got penalized for that. I'm not sure if that was a drive-through or end of the longest line or what it was. They really didn't tell you on TV. I congratulated Jeremy by text, and uh, yeah, and that's the first I knew that he'd been penalized. He got, I noticed that he went way back, and I just figured he had a lousy pit stop, but he battled his way, picking him off as soon as he could get as soon as he could get to him uh, and made his way back to ninth. Oh, he was moving up with a vengeance. Well, and he won there in 17. So, yeah. I mean, he knows that track. He's, we know he's a good road racer. And even when he has good luck and a good finish, he has bad luck. And did you notice the racetrack? You run backwards. Well, they, don't, they run to the, they turn right on road courses. Well, they turn right. But I'm talking about they come up the front straightaway. Oh, <laughs> up going, that big hill? Yes. Yeah. They're going, they're actually going the wrong way to me. Well, they are. I mean, they not turn. The, and, the and first the pit, turn is right instead of left. And the pit stops are wrong. I mean, uh, <laughs> drivers on the outside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's different. That's uh, road course racing. Um, so Ty Gibbs was the winner. Kyle Larson second. Josh Berry third. Austin Hill fourth. Brandon Jones fifth. AJ Allmendinger sixth. Roddy Herb seventh. Noah Cragson, talk about him in a second, was eighth. Jeremy Clements ninth. And Ryan Siege was tenth. Noah Cragson got into a bumping duel with uh, IndyCar and sports car driver Sage Karam, who was an occasional Xfinity driver. And, um, I mean, Cragson just lost his cool. And right before they got to that bridge, he uh, uh, that underpass, he, he just turned right when he should have been uh, – uh, or he turned, he turned left when he should have been turning right. And I tell you, it sent cars scattered everywhere – and there were some really hard T-bone hits in there. One car really got bounced up in the air. And you look to the far right, coming through the dust and the grass and the smoke was Jeremy Clements. He missed it. He got credit for being in the accident. I don't think he got much damage at all because he. it was after that that he actually led the race. Noah Cragson got fined uh, 
what would we say fifty thousand dollars and thirty points and thirty car owner points and i'm not sure that was enough i'm surprised you know they used to have the penalty box they would sit you down uh, i remember in a truck race one time they they penalized kurt uh, kyle bush and i kept waiting on them to black flag him and say um you're done or you're done for five laps anyway but they're supposed to race this afternoon and all school uniforms 250 at um three at uh five o'clock and that's going to be on us day usa <laughs> network uh you know i'll be surprised if they get it in I, they'll they get prepared for some monday racing is all i can see all i can say to you the point standings um as of right now as i said jeremy finished eighth in both of the stages and those help those help a whole lot that's why they have them and he hasn't had a whole lot of them this year but he, he did last week the points standings, uh, A.J. Allmendinger is first. He's got a nine-point lead over Ty Gibbs. Third is Dustin Allgaier. Fourth is Noah Cragson. Fifth is Josh Berry. Sixth, Brandon Jones. Seventh, Sam Mayer. Eighth, Austin Hill. Ninth, Riley Herbst. And tenth, Daniel Henry. Jeremy did move up a spot. He's up at the 19th place. He passed Miat Snyder. And uh, he's eight points out of 18th place, which is Alex LeBay. He's 45 points behind Sheldon Creed in 17th. But he's 98 points out of the playoffs, which is 12th place. Landon Castle, he's going to have to win a race. I don't seven races left in the before the playoffs, and I don't think he can make up 98 points. But who knows? Be easy just to win a race and be done with it. Oh, I even printed it out here. Here it is about Noah Craxton. He uh, he was fined thirty-five thousand dollars and docked thirty points. So um, I mean, thirty-five thousand dollars be a lot to me but i don't think it's too much to him the the butt chewing he probably got by kelly from what I'm, that's that's <laughs> what i'm thinking it's probably a a lot worse the trucks didn't run last week they will run today in the o'reilly auto parts 150 at mid ohio that'll be at 130 on fs1 uh probably got good weather up there in uh, mid ohio the point standings for the truck. Zane Smith is first. John Hunter Nemechek, who was up there yesterday running the uh, ARCA race, was second. Ben Rhodes, third. Chandler Smith, fourth. Stuart Friesen, fifth. Ty Majeski, sixth. Christian Eck is seventh. Carson Hostsavar is eighth. Grant Enfinger, ninth. And Matt Kraft in tenth. Indy uh, ran at Mid-Ohio last week. And the winner was Scott McLaughlin, the back up uh, 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 an earlier win in the season. This is the second one. Alex Pillow was second. Will Power third. Renas VK was fourth. And Scott Dixon fifth. The points in Indy. Uh, Marcus Erickson, the Indy winner, is still first. He's got a 20-point lead over Will Power. Joseph Newgarten third. Alex Pillow fourth. And Patricio Award fifth. Formula One, Alan. Here that was go. a heck of a race. Yes, it was. A lot of things happened there. Uh, probably uh, one of the most uh, outstanding being that Red Bull did not win. And Ferrari got back in victory lane. And it was the first victory for Carlos Sainz, who was the number two driver on that team. But uh, it's good to see him win. He was very happy. Yes, he was. The uh, other independent Ferraris that are built right up from Deb's house in Charlotte of Haas Racing... Mick Schumacher had an outstanding eighth-place finish, started 19th. That's his first top 10 and his first Formula 1 points. Of course, his dad is uh, um, a seven-time 
champion, Formula One champion. So uh, Mick is uh, uh, coming along. Hopefully, uh, when they get their new Ferrari next year, if he's still on the team, he will make the top 10 a lot more uh, frequently. Carlos Sainz won the race. Sergio Perez for Red Bull was second. Lewis Hamilton was third. So that was your podium. Charles Leclerc fourth in a Ferrari. Fernando Alonso fifth. Lando Norris sixth. Max Verstappen, the point leader, had a pretty uneventful day, finished seventh. Mick Shoemaker eighth. Christian Vettel ninth. And Kevin Magnussen and the other Haas Ferrari was tenth. The opening of the race, they had a tremendous crash and a... Uh, the only Chinese driver I know in any kind of big-time racing, um, Ganyu Zhu, got flipped over on his lid with uh, the Alfa Romeo, slid down the entire... You know, it's amazing they, they were going so fast for him to slide so far, so violently, because they just got the green flag, and they go from a standing start. He slid down the straightaway on his top, slid through the gravel trap on his top, hit the tire barrier sideways, flipped over the tire barrier and was wedged and bounced off the catch fence to keep him out of the grandstand and was wedged in there. Yep. And uh, at the start of the race, if you'll listen to it, and then they interviewed him, Botas, he was kind of into the wreck. Yeah. But he was going to be able to drive his uh, F1 car back to the pits, but he jumped out of his car to run over to make sure that the guy was okay. Right. And as he was doing that, I ain't going to say it's a record, but it's actually a pickup truck. Just, I mean, picks his car up and says, and then in F1, if you are assisted back to the pits, you do not get to restart the race. So they towed him off to the pits and he didn't know about it and he didn't ask for it. He didn't ask for it. He was just so concerned about his fellow driver. Right. That he jumped out of his car and run over just to see if he could assist him. Well, but uh, that which was the right thing to do. But yeah, well, no good deed goes unpunished. They That's, shouldn't have picked his car up when he wasn't looking. But uh, but he said that they had a bad qualifying, <laughs> that they started off on hard tires, and that's what kind of jumbled that field up right there at the beginning. He was kind of slow. Yeah. And uh, that's Grand Theft Auto in my book. <laughs> the point standings: Max Verstappen is first. He's got a thirty-four point lead over Sergio Perez. Charles Leclerc fourth. Charles Sainz, uh, Carlos Sainz, fourth, and George Russell, fifth. Quickly, we got to get to uh, the uh, WeatherTech Sports Car Series. I'm sorry we didn't get, give it enough uh, of its due. Maybe we'll talk more about it last week. We need to have Mike on anyway. Ringer Vander Zandy won the race for the Cadillac with Seabass, his co-driver. Oliver Jarvis was second with Tom Blomquist. And our wheeling engineer in Cadillac made the podium with Olivier Pla and Pipo Durrani. So, they have uh, finally got a podium. They haven't had too many this year. It's been an off year for them. They uh, uh, Blomquist is leading the points with Felipe Albuquerque. Ricky Taylor and Seabass are fourth. Ringer Vanderzandi and Alex Lynn are fifth. And uh, Earl Bomber is sixth. And Pipo Durrani is eighth. So uh, uh, make that Bomber seventh and Pipo Durrani eighth. Quickly, television. I got a minute left. Let's hit this fast. Um, NASCAR quali- Cup qualifying has already been rained out. Forget it. The Truck Series is at 1.30 at Mid-Ohio. Xfinity at 5 o'clock. Um, truck is on FS1. All their races are on FS1. USA will be the the uh, Xfinity race, but I doubt they're going to have it. Tomorrow morning, Formula One from Austria, the Austrike ring. That will be at 8.55 on ESPN2. 
the NASCAR Cup races at three at Atlanta, and uh, hopefully they'll have good weather. Alan got about ten seconds to say something. Uh, all we got to do is look at Cherokee Speedway tonight. Just hopefully it's rain to hold off so they can get in. Uh, uh, Don't forget to go buy Eggs Up Grill yes. today to take part in the memorial for uh, our fallen sheriff's deputy. Yeah, and uh, that's a well worthwhile cause. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Ronnie, you did a good job putting the, pushing the buttons and giving me a countdown as you're doing right now. Three, two, one. Bye, everybody. Natalie, we won't be coming by today. We've got no Greg, and uh, we will uh, be back next week. Let Ronnie push some more buttons to get ready. And, uh, it was fun to get back into it. I know it was. In the meantime, keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen 